Okie dokie, moving on to segment number three. This one is blood donations. And my point about this one is that, you know, these plasma centers were still in operation during the quote-unquote pandemic when the virus was supposedly so contagious that public events were shut down. And I don't remember if I covered this before, but even if I did, let's go ahead and go back over it again. So blood donations, uh, plasma centers, the, the one in Gallup, BPI. Uh, when all this was going on, I was surprised that thing was still going and um, people were lining up and they were saying, oh yeah, your plasma is going to help save lives. You know, Well, they say that all the time and I'm pretty sure it does. So the interesting thing of seeing that this throughout the whole, you know, pandemic was that um, things were getting, you know, shutting down all over the place. And, and, you know, the news media was just really hyping everything up. And, and then I was like, okay, so if this thing is so dangerous, then why is the blood donation building still open? You know, isn't that, isn't that more of a risk because they're putting needles in people's arms and, if this uh, coronavirus is floating around and you got the Delta and the Omicron variants going around, then wouldn't that affect the needle going into the skin and going into the bloodstream, you know? And it's like, they're like, oh, no, it, it's okay because, uh, you know, it's not going through the orifices of your face, your nose and your mouth. And it's like, okay, well, you say that, but then you're contradicting yourself again because you're saying that, the coronavirus is now airborne. So if that's airborne and it touches everything, and then why wouldn't it touch the needle? So, oh, well, we swab the the elbow, or not elbow, inside the arm where we stick the needle. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you can, sure, you know, but I'm just saying by the logic that everybody is preaching about and saying, you know, talking about, saying how deadly the and contagious the coronavirus was, then why didn't they shut down the plasma centers? So that was the other main reason why I didn't really buy into all that garbage, you know, about what they were saying. And when every time somebody was saying, well, my loved one died from the coronavirus, I'm, you know, well, they never said it to me, but, you know, to me, my rebuttal was always, are you sure it killed them? Because your loved one, look at us Navajos, man, we are so goddamn unhealthy, you know? Look at what we eat. I mean, today when I went into town, uh, just like today when I went into town, I meant to say, I had, um, I was, I was hungry. So I, I ate before I left the house, but just driving from Clagato to Gallup, you know, I developed the hunger again. So I stopped at that 76 truck stop and I got me a, a Navajo, what's it called? Navajo burger. It was just Basically meat, hamburger meat, chili, and fry bread wrapped up. And then I got me an energy drink because I was tired. And I was like, damn, I, I just need to hurry up and get these uh, few things done. Then I get get out of town. But anyways, so what ended up, what ended up happening was um, I was consuming all this um, sugar and grease, basically. But um, I just didn't, like, go to sleep. I just got back in the... Oh, well, I was eating in the car, but and when I was done, you know, I, was, I had to take care of the other things I wanted to originally do. Till, 
And that pretty much uh, held up my appetite all the way till I got back home, which where I had like, I think it was two bologna sandwiches again. But um, I was like, damn, I really need to get back on the podcast. So uh, with that being said, you know, the, um, the blood donations, uh, they, they really didn't phase me. And, and like I said, when others were saying their loved ones died, I'm like, just look at the way we eat, you know, we're unhealthy, man. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone or, you know, I eat, you know, um, the right foods, but I'm just saying with the logic that was being passed around, that was being pushed, the, I guess you call the propaganda, um, Navajos will fall for anything, man, you know? So it's just kind of like, it was kind of embarrassing for, you know, for me to see how everybody was really jumping on the band, the bandwagon as far as the Navajos go. And then I'm like, well, look at the blood donation, you know? I'm pretty sure there are some people who, some Navajos who go donate their plasma. I'm pretty sure they were questioning that whole thing too, which rightfully so, you know, I believe that they needed to question why isn't this place shutting down? Well, I still need money, so I'm still going to come over here and give my plasma no matter what. And I think uh, for, what was it, season two, I think now that I remember back, I think I was saying that uh, as far as these plasma centers go, that the Navajo Nation should have their own. And why are we supplying the the rest of the world when our our blood is supposedly so precious that um, these, um, like the Navajo, uh, the, oh, what do you call those guys, Department of Health and uh, the, the, the hospitals, you know, they have the capabilities to draw blood, you know, but how come, you know, they're not making, I mean, I think they would make, make money off of it. That would be, that would be pretty obvious since the Navajo nation tribal government's always trying to make a buck here and there, you know? And it's like, well, then why don't you just go ahead and regulate or do whatever the hell you do to make it legal to make, um, a plasma center on the reservation, make five of them for all five agencies. So Everyone has somewhere to go, donate blood, get some money. Are they going to get drunk and buy meth? Sure they are, you know. You, you know, you can't regulate everything, but um, you can't babysit everyone either. But I think that would be like a, a step in the right direction where it's like at least they know that the possibilities are there. Or what they could do, like what it, uh, my sister had over in Albuquerque was a card. When you donate, the money goes into your card. And that's where you would use to buy, you know, things. And as me and Navajo Pedro had said in season one, when we're talking about Navajo banking system, I was saying, you know, we could have a, we could have these bank cards set up to where you cannot buy, you know, things that, um, things that the card is not made for alcohol, tobacco, um, possibly pharmaceuticals and, junk food, you know, the card should only work for in places for like gasoline, um, and groceries, basically just those two gasoline, groceries, and, uh, utilities, uh, as far as, uh, bill payments and cell phone payments and car payments, you know, just, just the basic stuff that doesn't deal with the, the negative influences that we currently have. 
And that's why, you know, this whole thing with um, having a plasma center, blood donations, it, you know, it, I hope it becomes a discussion where people start to talk about a little bit more. And there's someone out there that knows someone that can push for that to either become a reality or just bring it up at the next um, presidential debate for the Navajo Nation when, when maybe one of the question people or one of the candidates could, you know, kind of relay that message of, you know, if the tribe is so greedy for money, why not regulate or why not make it legal past the policy or whatever the hell it is they got to do to make um, blood transfusion profitable? And with that money, you know, it goes back to the res, but we could sell it to the, the reservation itself can do what those other uh, plasma centers do and sell it or send it to the hospitals or however the hell they work it. I, I'm that whole transaction there. I'm not familiar with, so I'm not even really going to try to speculate, but, um, and the other thing about this, um, you know, blood transfusion and the uh, blood donations and all that is, um, I, I would think that if I was a white guy or let's say from another country, a European country, let's say I'm from Denmark and I hear that there's a native American, um, you know, a native American, uh, let's see, a blood donation place. And they're willing to, ship out across the country across the pond as they say you know and i'd be like well you know let's see if my blood type matches up with any of those native americans or with the navajo tribe specifically excuse me and then um i find out that i'm a match or there i found a match for it and i have like some kind of rare disease where knowing that getting a transfusion with native American blood within my system will cause me to feel better. will have that spirituality with it will make me stronger. I think that would make them want to pay more. And, you know, there's a whole big, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a big issue of like, you know, just all the legality that goes along with, uh, sending blood across the ocean, you know, um, that might be something worth considering and someone who has the brains for that, you know, some Navajo that has the brains for that, you know, they can have a little committee discussion or whatever the hell they got to do and bring that up and make it into a reality and say, okay, there's one more way for us to make money like that. Now, if the tribe is still being all not choy, um, Let's say the nonprofit, Clagato Veterans Nonprofit, was able to start a small little clinic for blood transfusion. And then since we're a nonprofit, you know, there was a way for us to kind of make a profit off of, you know, I don't know, like selling blood. Okay, let's just it's kind of a bad example because I'm not really sure how to how to word it. So let's just let's just go along with this scenario. Let's say Clagato Veterans Nonprofit is able to sell blood to other countries, the money that the nonprofit would get off of it, you know, just going through the whole money exchange system from across the world, bringing it back over here, I think that it would help out with um, med maybe medical expenses, 
either that or like the expansion of a clinic to make it more of a like a memorial hospital or maybe like Clagato Veterans Memorial Hospital where we'd have like our own private doctors and have our own private healthcare system where someone that is um, a non-veteran and a non-surviving spouse, a non-gold star mother, a non, just have nothing to do with veterans at all. They try to come in, we'll say, nah, sorry, man, this is only for veterans. We, we've been uh, brushed off so for so long that now this is just our thing. You, you're either going to have to go to Sanders or Ganado or, or Window Rock or Gallup or Winslow or wherever there's a clinic or hospital. But this is more for for veterans to come on over and, you know, get better treatment. And, you know, just stuff like that is where it could also lead to. So all that blood transfusion, I just, I would really like to know more about it. Like, where does it go? Uh, I know it goes to hospitals and those that really need it. But I'm, what I mean to say is I wonder how that whole process works. Because that's very interesting to me how um, the government for all they were boasting about public gatherings, they didn't say anything about blood transfusion. So with the whole blood transfusion, maybe the government knew, Hey man, just don't say anything about it. You know, we, we need that blood too. So, um, you know, we're, we're kind of being cracked down on, um, uh, what was that thing called, you know, where they take the blood out of, uh, young children and drink it adrenochrome when they scare the hell out of little kids. And, um, you know, they drain the blood from them and then, you know, then they drink it because it supposedly gives them more energy, more power. And that whole thing right there, that's probably why they were like, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and go with the, the regular blood transfusions. Keep it going. And they probably sent out word to all the um, blood donation places. And then when all that was going on. It later came to be that the, the nation, United States, actually, um, there was a call to have people donate more. It's like, okay, well, the the major part of the pandemic is over, but now you're saying you really need blood transfusion? That It just didn't make sense to me is basically all I'm saying. But um, and So that's how I kind of uh, worked all, not worked all this. This is how I just kind of thought it out, and I just kind of figured, you know, this will be pretty good for us to um, – bring up, talk about, discuss, and see where it goes from there. If it doesn't, then that's fine. It really wasn't meant to be um, a well-thought-out, it wasn't meant to be a well-thought-out segment, but it was just kind of like an idea. It's just kind of a point of view, and um, like I said, there's no right or wrong. It's just the native ravager just trying to make sure that you know, whatever was on my mind is now out there in the ether fuzz on the internet, so... Alrighty, now that, that, that we pretty much covered that subject, let's go ahead and jump on to the fourth one of the night. This one is Daily Documentary.